Welcome back to another week of Hashtag Prepped. My name is Naka, and before we get into this week's episode, we want to ask you guys to like and subscribe to our Apple Podcast page, and make sure to follow us to keep up to date with all the latest SAT testing information, and make sure to leave us a review. We love to hear feedback from you guys, and I want to spend some time reading a featured review. Naka does such a good job covering a variety of topics. Their guests offer awesome advice as well. I would recommend this show to anyone looking to be inspired. Thank you for that, Megan. And we also have another one from California as a college counselor out in California. I find this podcast incredibly helpful for staying up to date with the ever-changing landscape of standardized tests and the role they play in college admissions. Keep up the stellar work. You guys know how to make a brown guy blush. And now with that, let's get into this week's episode. From Test Takers, this is the Hashtag Prep Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you learn more about standardized testing and college admissions so that you can help your students navigate this important time with accurate and insightful information. Hosted by Test Takers Director of Development, Andrew Nadiakara, and Director of Personnel, Jeremy Freed. So prepare to learn the secrets that will help your students gain clarity, reduce stress, and work smarter, not harder. This is the Hashtag Prep Podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hashtag Prepped. My name is Naka, and sitting across from me in studio today is Stephen Menachian to help us discuss all of the SAT cheating scandals and schemes that have been going on over the past several years. With the recent release of the Netflix documentary, Varsity Blues, the College Admissions Scandal, many parents have been asking for our opinion on the topic, as well as the fact that there's been this light shown on the ethics in standardized testing. But before we start talking about the most popular cheating scandal that's been out there for a while, this Varsity Blues headlined by Rick Singer, we do want to talk about another scandal that many people might not know about. Steve? Sure. So let's start by talking about the scandal that happened here near our home community. Uh, so roughly 10 years ago in 2011, in Great Neck here on Long Island, we saw a scandal unfold up close when the Great Neck School District discovered a cheating ring on the SAT and ACT. This story not only captured our attention here locally, it even got national attention. And in a way, it wasn't unique, the the way the cheating itself operated, because it's the oldest story in the book of someone paying somebody else to take the SAT for them, to go impersonate them and take the test for them, right? There are individual stories of that going on for decades and decades and decades. Um, what was different about this one was how formalized it was uh, and how large a scale it was on. There were several different college students, former grade next students, who I guess were in their you know, and a couple of years into college, who were being paid thousands of dollars and charging thousands of dollars to take the SAT for high school students. The way it would work is they'd have to then obviously forge IDs to impersonate those students, and they would go out of their way to take the test at a different high school than the student usually goes to, so they wouldn't, like, in the hope of not being recognized. So then college student can take the SAT for that high school student and earn a better score. Those scores weren't quite perfect. Uh, they're often far from it. Uh, I think there was even a New York Post uh, detail at the time that one of the, the stu- like one of the students being paid to take the SAT for another scored a 1710 on the old 2400 SAT scale, which, while it's an above average score nationally, is far from a, a score that elite schools look at, and may well be below the average in Great Neck itself, where you know it's a very competitive school district. So, needless to say, these weren't perfect scores that students are paying for but they were paying for a way out of the whole studying for the SAT process. So what happened next was that the school uh, itself, I guess, started hearing whispers of this. Kids talk, teachers talk, administrators talk, 
So when these rumors that this was happening started spreading around the district, the school itself investigated. And I think with some help from the college board discovered who was cheating and which students had taken the tests for whom. So what ultimately happened was a lot of these students were pulled into, but not not just by like the, the school, but by the, the Nassau County Police. It was not how you drew it up. Uh, not not your game plan when you started cheating on the SAT to get interviewed by police. But that's what happened to these people. I mean, I guess the fact that it involved making phony IDs and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but as a result of this, uh, the college board changed some security measures that they use. For example, among other things, the college board used to allow same-day registration for the SAT. You could walk in. And uh, if there were, was a space available, you could sign up on the spot. And if there were a space available uh, in that test site, you could still take, you could take the SAT that day, uh, even without having signed up in advance. Uh, I think they ended that policy. So as a result of uh, this whole cheating scandal back in 2011, the college board instituted a bunch of improved security measures. Those of you guys who have signed up for an SAT will be pretty familiar with the process of uploading a picture of yourself to their website in advance. Uh, when you register for the SAT, you'll need a clear photo of your face. And as you'll look on test day. So, like, you can't, for example, drastically change your hair color or, or do something crazy because they'll uh, they'll question that. So, the lesson of the Great Neck cheating scandal is, as usual, uh, the cheaters eventually get caught. In addition to crime doesn't pay. Because for those college kids who thought they were very sneaky uh, running this enter- like running these, this business of cheating for high school students... They, you know, got pulled in by the police, which is not what you hoped for. As a result, the college board has uh, changed its practices to make the SAT a lot more secure so that colleges can be pretty confident that students have earned the scores they've gotten. Now, while many people would have used that 2011 cheating scandal in Great Neck as a good cautionary tale, many people have straight up ignored it and continued with their nefarious tactics, such as Rick Singer with the Varsity Blues cheating scandal which we are all well aware of, especially with the documentary that was released on Netflix. Now, what's interesting about the Varsity Blues uh, scandal for us is how they cheated on the standardized test. So how this cheating scandal worked is that you would have your students sit in an extra timed room, either time and a half or double time, and the proctor in the room was a specific proctor that Rick Singer would fly in from either Florida or the Carolina, which seemed ridiculous off the bat because no proctor is better than another proctor. Like they flew in the best proctor in the world for this time and a half. That seems absolutely ridiculous. And the high school should have immediately caught on to that there. But what would happen is after a student would finish taking their test, authentically taking their test, putting in their own good effort, the proctor would go in and correct answers. They'd have access to the book, change answers. Business is a test professional. So he should know his stuff, never got a perfect score, just got good enough because I guess that was what he was paid to do. But that's what he's paid to do. That's his job, to get a good enough score. And it would be better than what the student would expect it. So students would receive the score. They are none the wiser to what their parents and Rick Singer have organized behind their backs. And they would get these excellent scores thinking they were just the best guessers and had the best of luck that day. All right, so Steve, so can you explain how they tried to beat the college admissions side of this. Sure. So I I think it's the part that gets more attention because it's the part that's frankly hilarious. They went about making up fake achievements in sports. And often that even involved them photoshopping pictures of themselves playing whatever fake sport they didn't really play. And the college coaches would in some cases be in on it and use that as a sort of what what he called a side door uh, into the university. 
An interesting aspect is this side door concept of the college admissions because the back door admissions is donating millions upon millions of dollars to get a whole library donated in your name. But this whole side door was just at a a lower rate, but it seemed ridiculous nonetheless that even with a couple of million dollars, it's not really going to affect your college admissions. So it's worth it to try because the million dollars you would have uh, tried to bribe the school with doesn't come close. It's a drop in the bucket to their uh, huge endowments that these colleges have. So it is worth it to try uh, ultimately on these tests that no amount of cheating will actually work to a degree. Yeah, and on that note of trying hard, one of the I thought interesting details that came out of that documentary, in the standardized testing realm particularly, they reenacted the transcripts of a mom talking to Rick Singer, saying that she'd been through this already with her first daughter, cheating her first daughter's way into college with him, and was doing was do, going to do the same for her second daughter, who was more of a diligent studier, was diligently studying for her ACT, taking practice tests and, like, and working on it to improve. And the mom, rather than seeing that for what it was as, you know, something that, that was worthwhile and having her earn her score, uh, her mom just wanted to make sure that her daughter wouldn't know that she was, uh, that she was cheating on her behalf. Um, I mean, talk about, you know, the exact wrong lesson as a parent. And it was a little depressing to a degree to watch these parents not have faith in their kids, especially for that. I was, I remember watching that segment of the documentary and just watching the student who was really trying to get a good score, and then the mom was just like, nah, let's call Rick Singer this weirdo. Well, uh, Naka, you've always insisted there's one cheating scandal that worked great. So why don't you tell us what that is? What that is? Well, since we're talking about all these Netflix movies and documentaries today, I thought I'd introduce my favorite SAT movie, I think the only SAT movie out there, and that is The Perfect Score, if you haven't checked it out. It has Chris Evans. Yeah, it has Captain America, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, it's got Black Widow. It's basically the Avengers try to steal the SATs. But this is a tremendously old movie of a bunch of high schoolers who tried to steal the SAT scores, uh, SAT answers from College Board headquarters. They succeed because they are the Avengers. Why not? But ultimately, their good consciousness get the better of them. And they try on the test, and they do well, and they succeed and become Avengers, probably. No spoiler alerts there. So while you're talking about the movie, obviously, Naka, I've, uh, it's been a long while since I've seen it, so I, I went over to the IMDb page for the 2004 classic, The Perfect Score, that you love so much. Any guesses on uh, what it's ranked on the tomato meter? 1,600. <laughs> Uh, close. 16%. <laughs> it's exactly a one one-hundredth of that. So I don't know if critics love it just the same way that you do. Yeah. I don't know if it has the same uh, meaning to them. So to wrap up this week's episode of Hashtag Prep, let's leave everybody with our Hashtag Prep pro tip. And that is that this is not a how-to. This isn't how to cheat on the SAT. Don't cheat on the SAT. It's not worth it. And if you hear any of your friends about to cheat on the SAT... Tell them they're going to get caught because more likely than not, if you know about it, someone else already knows about it and they're going to get caught. Study hard. This test tests how much you're willing to prepare for it. So as long as you have some good guidance, you can always reach out to anyone here at hashtag prep. Make sure to check out our new website, preppodcast.com, and leave us a review. Sitting across from me is Steve Manakian. My name is Naka, and this has been Hashtag Prepped.